The brain processes nearly 10,000 visual and oral cues per minute. As first impressions stick, make the customer see your business in the right way. Funky Vibes can ensure your vibes attract the right tribe with their marketing expertise, graphic design, bespoke websites, and social media packages. For more information or a no-commitment initial consultation, simply email your tribe at funkyvibe.co.uk. You're listening to Chesh FM, exclusively on the pod station. Welcome everyone to episode 4 of the Chesh Podcast. We haven't done one for a while, but now it's officially the end of the season. We thought we'd see whether there was anything to talk about while we were stuck in in isolation. So I've got with me, I'm going to go anti-clockwise to how I can see you. So I've got JD all the way from Ireland with a uh, a nice bottle of uh, Rioja on, on show there, JD. How you doing, mate? Not too bad, mate. How are you doing yourself? I'm not too bad. We'll have to ask you what points you're going to give us because it feels like the Eurovision Song Contest with you over in Ireland there. Um, We've got underneath him making his first debut. Now, I never thought I would have said this, um, given how much he loves being on a microphone, Uh, but this is the first podcast he's ever been on. We always mention his name because we can't help but do so, mainly because we're blaming him for stuff. It's uh, Robbie Midge Midgel. How are you doing? Very well particularly impressed because you managed to figure out how to get t- technology to work. Ah, uh, you know, me, Midgey Gates, piece of piss in the end. <laughs> <laughs> scrolling, it's a good job we've got Google. <laughs> Sitting next to him on my screen is the quiz master, the man who uh, was in charge of our quiz night last week, the flying wing back, is uh, Mr Chris Crookshanks. How are you doing, my friend? Good evening, I'm alright, how are you? I'm not too bad. He gave us a bit of a strip before while he was putting his chest top on, so we've seen his nipples already and it's still before 8 o'clock, watershed. Giving a round of applause um, whilst he lays rather sensually on his chaise long, eating some chips and fish fingers, uh, is the gaffer himself, Mr John Hughes. Hiya, yours, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> So isolation suiting the gaffer very well. He seems to be coping with it perfectly. Um, and next to him, last but not least, is the Grand National Master, the bookmaker of the Chesh. It's Connor Porteous. <laughs> I'm not too bad. So first and foremost, boys, how are we getting on with isolation? Uh, JD, you seem to be coping quite well. Yeah, got to find some comfort, haven't you? <laughs> As, as he takes another sip from his he pot. Hasn't, he hasn't lost his accent, though, has he? <laughs> That's grand. That's <laughs> he can't talk to anyone. What, generally, or just since they went into isolation? <laughs> no, I, I think it's really amusing, actually, that one of the best cities in the world for nightlife is Dublin, and Johnny's gone over there, and everyone else has gone into fucking hiding. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Midge, you're not in isolation at all, are you? Because you're, you're, no. you're claiming to be an essential worker, which just means you get to flog all your lads into the, an early grave uh, and then break your back on the day off just doing the garden. I'm trying to keep this uh, country going, lad. Uh, that's my, my statement. Um, I don't get clapped on the Thursday, I don't mind. I'm thinking on the Wednesday, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, we do, we do actually supply medical, food and chemical industries, so I I honestly do. So we're going to we're gonna start a new campaign, the Clap for Midge, it's going to start on a Wednesday at yeah, 3 o'clock fine. in the afternoon. Pin pans, everything, budles. I think he makes Nat and the lads do that every time he gets into the into the factory every morning. <laughs> no, the idea is I don't want to fail everyone, and I mean, Nat have to do all the work when all the pallets come in, so I've got to keep everyone moving around. We're staying safe. So, Chrissy, how are you getting on in isolation? Serious, on a serious note, it's it's hard. To be honest, like it's it's hard with the girls and the missus and all like that being at home. Like it's it's hard. I I'm all for like making sure the kids get a good education and everything like that. So it's hard making sure that I'm homeschooling them properly. And it's hard because I'm not a teacher and the missus is doing things, but she's been she's off now, but she's been in work. But it is generally. It's hard. I think the kids are suffering, if I'm totally honest. Like, it's, it's, it is hard. 
and obviously as myself as well, like I'm working from home as well, missing all the footy as well. It's just, it's, it's, I know we all have a laugh and joke, but it is a massive like reality check for everyone here. Like, isn't it? Do you have to do the proper teaching of the kids? Yeah, yeah, so being a, this is where I am now in my conservatory. I've literally got baskets and baskets and baskets of stuff that I've printed off for them. And do all the homeschool, all the maths and English, making sure they're all doing it correctly as much as I can. Like. Oh, fuck, imagine if Yaz had kids and he was having to teach them yeah. at home. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way you could fit all that stupid inside Yazzie's head. <laughs> <laughs> So no, you know, it's a toss-up between Yaz and Joey, isn't it, really? Oh, Joey, Joey, so, I mean, Yaz, do you want to tell the world, because I feel the world needs to know about the uh, rather obvious and on-the-nose April Fool's joke that you played within the group that everybody except <laughs> Joey Eason managed to pick up on? Yeah, I, I won a tenner off myself that day. <laughs> jo- I thought Joey might be the only one to uh, take the bait, and yeah, I was spot on, 100% spot on. The only reason he didn't there take it is because he was probably still in bed. <laughs> well, the um, uh, for, for the people who were, aren't aware, uh, Yoz put on details of the training session that was due to take place on the 1st of April and invited all the lads to do the usual, which is stick a yes or a no, which ironically nobody ever does anyway, do they? Um, but uh, <laughs> on this particular occasion, it was an invitation and Joey Eason all too quickly jumped on going, yeah, I'm well up for training. Aren't we supposed to be in isolation? At which point the rest of the world, you could hear them with a big sigh. Uh, yours, you're working, aren't you? You're not in isolation. You're... Uh, no, update. Um, I, wa- well, I was working. Pez is still working. Uh, but I got a letter off to the doctors last Friday, or last Thursday, sorry, saying um, I'm in the high-risk categories. Probably be- not because of me health, but because I'm too expendable and can't uh, the country can't afford to lose me. So I am now working from home for the next 11 weeks. Wow. Well, you, you can say thank you to the Chesh lads because we submitted the petition to keep you safe because we couldn't afford to have lost you. Sweet Chesh lads, baby. Uh, and um, it... Honestly, Mark, I, I've, I've not found it hard, but I, I absolutely love it. I think the weather's helped. Um, but as you know, I, I don't like any other human being. Taking the, taking the dog for a two, four-mile walk a day, apparently. Kate's brother's just giving me a dirty look thing because he's been doing it. But no, I, I, I think I'm dead chilled out. Greatest stitch radio, doing my work on the laptop, cut the grass, happy days. Well, you'll have to build up to the... Now, let me let me see if I can get this right. What was it? Four minutes per kilometre? Yes, it's not bad, is it? Not bad. Well, I, think, I don't know, to be honest. I don't know if that's good or not, to be honest with you. Uh, well, yeah. that's good, that, Chrissy, because you've only got little legs as well. <laughs> <laughs> I've, been, I've been, like, jogging and that, and, like, I've done 46, just over just 46 last week. And, uh, I think, obviously, we do stuff around the house to keep fitting now. Obviously, I've got two girls anyway. Um, to, uh, that's it, uh, banging on the window now. That's it, uh, I've got two girls anyway, so keeping it fit. But I had it in my mind that I'm going to 40, and I was disappointed because I'd never go under the 40. So next weekend's jog, it's got to be under 40. Oh, well, I won't show you my watch because he doesn't read anywhere near as well as that. <laughs> I think it took me 40, <laughs> min- <laughs> 40 minutes to do about three kilometres, but there we are, moving on. And Connor, how are you coping? You've been doing some gardening as well. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit like uh, your says, really. I found it pretty all right because we have to set the work for the kids and then obviously not every parent's like Chris. So I have to ring them up because they a year and say, like, your kid's not going to sign it in. And parents just some of them are great and some of them aren't, but there's not much else you can really do. So you set in the work and then mark it without having to speak to the kids. So it's great. Um, but I'm due in I'm due in next Tuesday. So we still we've only got about less than ten kids out of seven hundred. It's ideal. So we're doing a bit of bricklaying and flagging today, which is why I was late. Hey uh, Connor. But those 10 kids that are in school, are they only the pregnant ones? Yeah, just the pregnant ones, yeah, yeah. We can't let them out. <laughs> but, uh, you get, you're getting on... Johnny Dunn's fled the country, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Curious time that Johnny left. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, we're getting on my bike. Did you come up with a big head? <laughs> a little gym in the garage set up, so did... Uh, 46 miles, I think, this week on my bike, long ride, so pretty uh, pretty ideal, and lucky enough to still be getting paid. What about you, Pollard, what have you been doing? Oh, I've been in the house, just working from home, 
I managed to crash me drone into the lake in the back garden. So, <laughs> yeah. You've got a lake in your back garden? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, Johnny, I've got a drone in the lake in the back garden. So uh, that that didn't go quite according to plan. pounds a month and you've got a lake in your back garden. He's got a moat. <laughs> <laughs> Left Eve in Ireland, cut it all under his moat. <laughs> Pollard Towers. I just get Lefty around to do the uh, streaming for me. Uh, right, so we should move on now to football matters because that's ultimately what we're here for. Now, with it being the end of the season, I thought we'd do a bit of a school report and just run through uh, what we thought of the season that's just rather prematurely finished. We can come on to the thoughts about the early finish of the season a little bit later on. But I thought we'd do it school report style to benefit you, Connor, because rather than just writing the report like you used to do, when I was at school, I just got told what the teacher thought of me and I didn't have any say in it. But apparently now kids get to write half of their own report and you just stick a couple of lines underneath it going, yeah, I agree. So um, I thought I'd, yeah, I, thought, I thought I'd start with the players first. I thought I'd start with uh, you, Con, Chris and JD thought I'd ask you three what you thought of the season and then when you've uh, bigged yourselves up with how great you thought it went I'll let Midge and yours loose Mark just before you do can, can you ask Midge if he's trying to save money on the lecky there <laughs> no to be honest I don't want to move and put the lights on <laughs> I'm going to put the lights on I thought it was one of those catfish moments, you know, where there's just this person with the shadow and we think it's Midge, but it might not be. Um, <laughs> all right, Chrissy, what do you think? How, how do you think the season went this year? Hit and miss, isn't it? Like at the start of the season, what this was first game, we I think we draw, didn't we? Was it? And obviously a few a few games in, we um, we had the quarry bank, which is probably my highlight of the season. I think that was our best game. Uh, the quarry bank away on the cup. I think that was the the way they come at us and do just horrible, horrible scene for the first twenty minutes. I think we were two 0 down. I think as well. I'm yeah, sure we were. were. Um, I think Dylan was trying to dribble out from the back because his bird was watching him and stuff like that in the game. <laughs> um, but that was it. I can see Dylan doing that. And then I think we went through a spell of like, I think we won a game, and I think we went through like four, five, possibly six, where we never even got. I think got one win in six games, and obviously that was a bit. And it wasn't even any fault of yours or Midge or yourself. Any that it was just us as players. We were just not on it whatsoever. And then we sort of went on a span. Then and we were just like we, we were undefeated in like five games. It was just like so. It's like hit and miss the start of the season. Like obviously in my eyes, I was like we're going to piss. We're going to absolutely trounce this league. We'll blitz it by X amount of points, which wasn't the case. We did have like if you look back, I don't think yours picked the same team. Like at the, when them first ten games twice maybe I don't think I think we played something I've ever done it. else you can't change it winning team that's what they say but if no if they're not there then they're not there are they? And then um, obviously the league now is saying that I worked out as well like now obviously does it did it say sixth that we're going to finish or sixth yeah sixth. sixth so that means I actually wrote it down so that means that they think in the last twelve games we're only going to win five games is wrong because we're, we're not we're on a run a proper way you can be you don't have to be the greatest player in the world but once your confidence is up you will that will always beat somebody who's better than you well what they did just to clarify their league what they did was they took how many points you had and divided by the number of games so they could work out what point per game ratio you were currently on and then took that and multiplied it by the number of games you had remaining so the assumption is that your form will be for the remaining games what it has been for the majority of the season we've got a couple of bugbears which we'll probably come to at some point first in terms of having three points missing from our points to game ratio um, and then of course like you said whether or not we would actually have lost as many games that would have been remaining I think my biggest disappointment for the season is obviously around about what December time, possibly January, we knew the season had gone in regards to the league. But the cups, we should have progressed more in the cups. What do you think, Con? I'd agree quite a lot with what Chris has said. Really. I thought at the start of the year, this is we were going to win something, maybe go up. And then I think on paper, we definitely should. For whatever reason, we made some sloppy mistakes and and obviously lost a bit of, we're very inconsistent, like Chris says, really, at the start. So, looking back now, 
you know, you look at the some of them games where we've played, that, and we'll come on to them later, but we've beat them 4-2. They've gone up. And there's no doubt we're better than them, in my mind. And I think we should have should have gone a little bit later. It's horrible feeling when you know the season's gone. And you think, because normally you're looking at like quarterfinals or semi-finals, or maybe we could have gone for it. Um, so in a way, it's probably, if you think about it that way, it's kind of done us a bit of a favour almost that the season hasn't carried on because, you know, we didn't really have anything to play for, which was a shame. Um, I think next year we should, we should be going up really or, or winning a cup at least. And JD, <laughs> what are your thoughts? You didn't get to see many games this year because you fucked off to Ireland at some point. I think it's the same story of where the players are inconsistent. Uh, they'll be the best team in the league in one week and then the next week we'll be absent. And it's, it, I think it's down to the players and the individual application that's inconsistent. I don't think it's a team's fault or the manager's fault or anything. It's some players turn up one week and next week you don't you don't turn up with the same attitude. So I'll I'll come to you last, yours because obviously the gaffer gets the final say. Um, Midge looks like he's ready to get stuck in. The lads have actually been quite honest there. I, I was hoping they'd probably have been a bit more complimentary about themselves because they did do a lot of things right this season. I think there was plenty of high Can points. I, I'll just just before I go any further, I was unbeaten this year. So <laughs> everyone else, blame, blame the fucking rest. So there you, <laughs> so there you go, Midge. Uh, JD was unbeaten this season. Um, pre-season, I thought we'd done well. I thought the pre-season went well. We we had that organised well. We had some good friendlies. Um, training was good. Good turnout on stuff at the chess and that. And then um, season started and yeah, all right, it was a little bit up and down. But with the squad that we had, I thought we'll do something this year. Yozza was fair with everyone, giving everyone a run out. But it was the lads who were in, you know, once we've picked the side or once Yozza's picked it and they've gone over that white line, we can't do nothing. You just open up the ability they've got gets them through it and we know they've all got to be this is what we were talking about but what stands out a mile and it, it done it at Mossley Hill Jimmy Cole was up there and we got beat at Mossley Hill was that the cup game John? yeah yeah. Uh, that first game Jimmy was there and our lads run, run out of steam after about 42 minutes we should say at this point my headphones ran out of battery and I couldn't hear what the guys were saying so I had to go and find another set of headphones uh, without being able to tell them what it was that I was doing um, I've left this bit in because I felt it quite important to show the complete lack of respect that I seem to get around here so uh, enjoy there we go. Is that working better? We're better now. Can you edit that? <laughs> yeah, and that's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> you got all that. <laughs> <laughs> He's dropped the penny. <laughs> no, that would have hit him on the head. As he was crashing it. And then wish him now or something in his garden or something like that. Yeah. Maybe he's had uh, reports of someone breaking over the moat, trying to invade. He's got one of them. It's not, it's this time of night, it's the changing of the guard outside his palace. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. Making too much noise. <laughs> one minute. Ah, oh, <laughs> fucking hell. Boss, the way he walks through that wall, isn't he? <laughs> like Dynamo. Definitely sitting over the green screen behind him. Is that, do you live over there now, mate? Do you? So I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You moved over there for like a, a bed or work or what have you done there for? Work, I don't know. Have you got a mistress over yeah. there as well, yeah? Yeah, she's in Canada now, though, at the minute. When all this started, she was at home. She fucked off. She's only put Johnny on fellow. <laughs> Sorry about that. At least someone's getting it all. Right, that's better. Sorted now, lad. Yeah, we're all sorted. Sorry about that, my headphones ran out of juice. Um yeah, go on, Midge. <laughs> I can't remember where okay, you're up to. We'll go back to the Mossley Hill game. Yeah. It was a cup game. And our lads run out of steam after about 42 minutes. And that wasn't just me and John. That was Jimmy Comer watching. And um, 
after that, we kept on saying, well, what's the name, you know, fitness. And to be fair, obviously, Chris is there, Connor turned up. He was coming back from injury and that. Was it, did you get injured prior to that or was it the Muggle game, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 But again, fitness and no one, no one, you know, they're all going on about it now. They're not fit enough. Good players and we spoke about it, about ability. Ability was getting us through games because we were better than people will say no. And I'm not going to name any players, but I know who they are. And you think they're better than they are. And unfortunately, they're not. And they're letting the side down. They want to play at a good level. This is a good level. And the first division becomes even harder. What do you, th- what do you think, Gaffer? Um, okay, so I think it's easy to look back at all the negative things, I think, um, especially with the season ending the way it did uh, prematurely. But I, I, there's, there's a lot of good things. There's a lot of positives as well. And so I'll start with them first. And I think this this season, there's more of the senior players who've come to the fore. Um, you know, we've always had a hard ball with the likes of Pez and Nat and uh, Johnny Dawn and Gracie and stuff like that. I probably forgot someone, but you know what I mean? Those lads who've been with us since we were, we were playing mid. You know? Yeah. Um, and then this year, the likes of Chrissy, Connor, a couple of others have stepped up. And I think that's, that's, that's give me a bit of a, um, bit of a boost to be honest with you because there's there's so well not so many there are certain other players in the team who wish had that bit more commitments you know um, and now I'm moving on to the negative side of things because Mitch is 100% right I think you know the time to get yourself fit is actually pre-season um, you know and we gave everybody ample opportunity to do that uh, and Chris and Midge are right we, we can't, at our level, um, spend the amount of time and money it would take to get lads into the right fitness shape to take on a season at our level. So, they, you know, they have to have a certain amount of ownership and they have, to, they have to grab that and look after themselves physically and make sure they don't go on the clock on a Friday night, you know. And that, that, that was another frustration for me sometimes is that... Um, you know, if you, if you want to play at a decent level on a Saturday, don't go out and get bladdered on a Friday night. Simple as that. Make the effort to turn up for training. Get yourself fit. And the shame is that we after Christmas, I think, you know, we, we during the difficult period before Christmas, and I thought to myself, you know what? All we're doing is pummeling these lads every week. We need to get the feel-good factor back in a little bit and have a laugh. So... I try to change it a little bit and have that little bit of a positivity thing about things and um, tr- numbers of training were, were, were up. You know, they were really, really good levels. We were we didn't even have enough room on a Thursday night with the course of the pitch. So we were we were going in the right direction. So that that's a bit of a disappointment, but it just proves to me that we we can do it if they want to do it. And the thing is, for next season, for me. Um, and Midge is that if lads aren't fit enough, then they won't be starting as regular. It doesn't matter if they're the, the uh, most skillful player in the team. If, you, if you're not mobile and you can't compete and you can't look after the team when we haven't got the ball, then I might as well play. You know what I mean? Because I've got more ability than Lolly has put together. <laughs> I, I would just say about the training. No. Is that Robbie Lee? <laughs> I think the trainings is... Probably as best as it's ever been. Obviously, us three love midges on a Tuesday. It's a shame everyone doesn't go to that because it's brilliant. But the Thursday numbers are brilliant now. Do you know what I mean? In the past, I remember, like, you'd think turning up, you'd be lucky if you got five aside. And you know what I mean? But when you play like sort of on half a pitch, nine aside, so far, it's brilliant. So hopefully that will carry on, you know, as we go into next year. I'll I think that's that's to struggle with, like, with yours as well, like like players, and obviously yours knows who they are because they're probably the same every week. Like obviously you know yourself, Con. Last week when you're trying to organise things, like I've done two things for the chess, which is the Christmas night out, and then like last week trying to organise like just a simple yes or no. Oh my god, it's like <laughs> you, you swear you were trying to like ask someone to like split the atom or something. Like it's a yes or no. You know what I mean? And then yours is dealing with players who are like. It was texting yes at Saturday morning at like eleven o'clock, and you're like, if that was me, personally, I'd be like, well, you're not playing. 
whether you score that no. actually, that's feeling or not, you're not playing. I do reckon I reckon that's what into the generation of kids who whose mum and dad took them to took them everywhere to footy. Like the people have never had to do it for themselves. Yeah, potentially, yeah, like because it's just not fair on like yours made sure whoever's running the squad that week, you run now after players on Saturday morning. It's like these are grown men with kids, with wives, with families. What the fuck? Say yeah or no. Last week I, I was I was actually texting Pez. I don't know if Pez went like and helped me out, but I got like loads of just to see if he wanted to do that little games night last week. By Wednesday, I had like three people saying yes. And in the end, of tech person and Pez somehow, well, I think he did. And then all of a sudden, loads of people started texting. I was like, what is going on here? Just say yeah or no, it's not hard, is it? He does seem to be symptomatic of a generation. Well, they need to rock it up their ass, this generation. <laughs> generation are you in? Are you in ours or theirs? That's, that's a question that doesn't need answer, neither does it really. <laughs> <laughs> When you can run 10k in 40 minutes, you come back to me. Okay? <laughs> I've got medals, mate. You're back up the wrong there. <laughs> Do you have a passion, hobby, or expertise and want to share it with the world? Why not do a podcast? The PodStation offers a wide range of packages to make this a reality, ranging from training and support for those who have no idea where to begin to podcasters who just need somewhere to host their show. With prices starting at a mere £15 per month, you can now get involved in one of the fastest growing entertainment forms in the world without all the headaches. To find out more, visit thepodstation.co.uk forward slash station dash packages. And remember, those with passion, podcast. I should probably go through then. Um, so, on the back of the indefinite pause of grassroots football, uh, the FA decided that anyone uh, below the National League level, their season would be, I think they used the words null and void, although I don't understand how teams can be promoted if their season's been null and void. That's Constance. easy. You just have a fucking committee member in that squad or for that club being on the committee of the league that you're, a part, you're, you're, you're all a part of. For any other league, Mark, I don't think it's happened. No, it hasn't. The first division, um, South <coughs> Liverpool, and that they they wanted to go Northwest Counties. They've been denied. Lower Breath and AFC Liverpool, I think it is, in the Northwest Counties, whatever division it is. They the Breath were miles ahead. Yeah, they've lost their promotion. Um, I think it's really, really disappointing to be honest with you, and it just shows how little these people at the FA and the other ruling bodies care about grassroots football. I think it's absolutely disgusting. It doesn't affect us. I think it's it's just awful. I think it's it's the biggest misnomer in life that there's not an association about the football leagues. They're not there for you. They're not there for us. They're not there for anyone themselves. I mean, speaking just about the West Cheshire League, what they've decided to do is promote the teams who were in promotion places but not enforce any relegations. Where does that sit with them joining the Wheel League? Has that gone forward? I, I, I don't know, to be honest. I, I think they're still in talks with merging the league. I don't think that's going to happen this season. That I think it's the Cheshire League, is it, Midge, that they were talking yeah. about merging with? I think that's probably something that's more likely to happen at the end of next season, um, certainly in light of what's happened. So, um, Aintree Villa and Prescott Cables have been promoted from our division into the first division. FC Bootle, Poulton Vicks and Marine FC Reserves have been promoted from the third division into our league. Mersey Harps and Halfway Athletic have been incorporated into the third division and none of the teams who finish bottom in any of the leagues are going to get relegated. So, uh, the West Cheshire's essentially uh, rewarded anyone who's finished in promotion places but not penalised anyone in the relegation places. Now, I don't know whether that's contradictory to what other leagues are doing. And I, I guess the the first question would be, from the sounds of it, I think it's unanimous that we don't think the season should have been null and voided. Why do we think the FA decided to null and void the grassroots league and not the professional game, given that actually it's probably easier for us to rearrange fixtures and continue the season because we don't have the same contractual issues, loan issues, same overheads to have to pay. So probably it'd be easy for grassroots football to continue the season when the isolation lockdown stops. Sorry for jumping in. But I do that because I'm the boss. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's it's 
it's the logistics of it, Mark, to be quite honest with you. The only way you'd have been able to do it for me would have been to delay the start of next season and continue in end of July or early August with the end of this season. Because you've you know, you've got lots of facilities that close off around the country, haven't you? All the council pitches and that they go. Um, the likes of us with the crickets, other places, other teams like that with those problems. So I can un- I can understand it at our level them not continuing it, but to do it so um, to do it so quickly and easily, just you know, there's no there's there's a disregard there, isn't it, for football below a certain level, um, and that's below step three. Well, it does. It does. I mean, you mentioned about the pitches being closed down. Usually, the pitches, particularly the council ones, are closed down because they need a rest from football to regrow the grass. Well, bearing in mind there's been no football for well over a month now, I would probably say the pitches are, and there won't have been any football played most of January and February because of the rain and the constant cancellations. Arguably, the pitches would probably be perfectly fine to play on over the summer. You'd probably be able to play two games a week over the summer to knock through the fixtures a lot faster. And if, if you have to delay next season by a couple of months, then you just work hard to get that season done a bit earlier so that the following year you can just bring things back to normality. It feels like that there is an ability to juggle if you're inclined to do so. It seems like they don't want to have to deal with that hassle. And I, th- I think that's where the disregard comes into it, that most, pretty much every participant will be willing to condense their season, you know, fr- finish it as close as you can, and then for next season you probably start a bit later and try and finish it on time. That's where the disregard comes in. And then there's the other point that it's poor management anyway because they don't know when the current situation is going to end. So why did they call it on day one? Mm. There's a good chance that this could go into the summer and that affects everything. And that's where, for me, that's why it's a disregard. It's poor management because they don't know. They haven't consulted anyone and it's authoritarian. Yeah. Um, they don't know the best. I think there's a cost issue as well, though, because the likes of... Definitely our council, and I guess most councils around the country now, they don't have their own parks and gardens teams. So they will employ parks and gardens companies. Um, I don't know, I suppose, like, a bit like Lefties, whoever he works for. Um, and they, they would look after the pitches during a certain period. Um, I'd probably think they'd have a contract with those companies to go from July maybe through to April or start of May to look after those pitches so they will have probably had to pay that no matter whether the pitches were looked after or not and then would have to pay to have the pitches looked after but marked out etc through the uh, the summer as well so that's probably something to take into account um, yeah for me it's just it's like Johnny said they made the decision day one Wipe your hands of it. There you go, because we don't really care about you lot, to be honest with you. That's the thing that hurts more. Mm. Um, I can understand some of the reasons for it, but it's just same old, isn't it? Same old. The only thing that gets through to the FA is uh, your money. <laughs> I think the FA is like an absolute shambles, always half the way it's run. Obviously, being in, in working in sport, if you like, you see all the other, like the RFU and tennis and all that. They run so much better the way they organise stuff. And it's exactly what everyone's just said. It's the easy option. Just write it off. For me, the FA should be only concerned with grassroots. The top level runs itself. The clubs, yeah. the leagues, they don't need to get involved in that. They should be. And all the things is, is true. you got cricket clashes and pitches and maybe lads that play both. I get that. But you could have very easily played two, three games a week. We would have loved it. Referees would love it because it, that's their hobby as well. So it's just like secretaries up who don't really care about the game, really. They just have got a nice little custody job or whatever. Just thought, Did you oh, hear we'll that, Mitch? <laughs> I won't play for that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a custody job. <laughs> it was hard though because when we, remember last year when it was, um, we had to squeeze so many games in and we, they wanted yeah. us to play Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. It's hard because it lads are working. Four matches in seven days we had last year one day. Yeah. So and it was hard trying to get like and that's over the water and whatever. Obviously people are coming over to us, but midweek it's 
especially with lads who are working, it's hard, it's hard to put them together. Yeah. They're on about now. I've noticed that there's a couple of teams that are getting pitches on the 4Gs, but they're going to be one o'clock kickoffs on a Saturday. Yeah, I've seen that, yeah. coming through. So that means we've got to be there, you know, anyone who's working Saturday morning, if you want to play, you're going to have to go. We'll be screwed on that because half our lads don't sex till half 12. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so if Yosu wants them up there for for 12 and then you've got to get away from work, so you've got to leave work at 11, lads are going to miss either knock the overtime in the head or, and as I've always said, the, the footy can't pay your wages, so your priority is, you know, if you've got to work, you've got to work. And where do we think this is going to leave the grassroots game generally? Because I know that, that there's a financial implication for anyone in all fields at the minute. Grassroots, <coughs> grassroots football wasn't exactly flush with cash before this crisis kicked in. Clubs like the Cheshire are going to struggle, aren't they? Can I ask you a question about that then? So you know what? We'll re-sign our papers for the league, for the FA and for the Cheshire and stuff. Within that contract anyway, there's still anything detailed about disruption and extraordinary events. No, I don't think so. As the senior lawyer in this conversation, we don't sign any contract. We apply to become affiliated with the Liverpool County FA. The club itself right. is is a it's a body. It's almost like run as a trustee organization. So we are essentially guardians of the Chesh. The clubs, for want of a better phrase, essentially belong to the Liverpool County FA. So, for example, if Cheshire Lions were to fold today, any money that was in the Cheshire Lions bank account would need to be passed to the Liverpool County FA, who would make decisions on where that money then gets done, whether it needs to be paying off debtors, whether it just needs to be ploughed back into grass, whatever they do with it, I don't know. The Cheshire Lions Social Club is a business, so it can apply for the £10,000 grant and there are some funding grants as well which are available to apply for once you've you've maxed out all the government schemes. They can also furlough some of the staff, but beside that... I'm, I'm looking into the future now, and as a, as a member of all these parties, we, so say the Cheshire Lions floods, do we get any protection on the fee, on the money that we paid or the fees? Does that, have we got anything within the league in case something similar happens again? So there's a chance that next season this springs back and we have to go into isolation again. Yeah. But as a member of the as a member of the league, I think we need to go for that conversation with them and well, say okay, we want the following protections. Where if we if you call the league over after seventy percent, we want our insurance fees repaid or you know, just I think we do I think it's we a do I, I think we do get some um when we come to renew our insurance policy, I think they are going to adjust the fee to take into account the period of insurance where we haven't needed cover. The West Cheshire League are going to waive their administration fees, the fees you usually have to pay to be in the West Cheshire League. They're going to waive them for next season, which, again, I suspect is to just take into account the fact that we haven't played a, a full season. But, I mean, even then, I suppose... It's it's that knock-on effect, isn't it? The West Cheshire League need money in order to cover the fees for the things that they administrate, and Liverpool County FA and the Cheshire FA need money in order to cover the fees for the things that they do. And it, it's that knock-on effect, and I suppose the the problems become less and less the more ensconced you are within the government foundation, because you you're ne- never going to have a government body go pop, are you? But they, but that, I mean, that's what I, that's what probably what I'm getting towards as well is within the articles of the league, they've gone away and determined how to calculate the final set of makeup of the league on their own without any consult- consultation of the committee or... Oh, well, it's clearer than that. League. I think the rules say that if, if the season's 75% or more done, they can actually just declare the result as was, which yeah. is one of the but reasons why what? we had a bit of a to-do with Capenhurst a few years ago because... Our argument was more than seventy-five percent of the game had been played, so we should get the three points, even though the game was abandoned. Oh, politics! Tricky. That's boring. Let's fucking move on. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, well, I was going to move on to the, uh, the, the to the calculation of where we might have finished if we hadn't lost the three points that were taken off of us. I work out we would have finished fourth, but we still wouldn't have got promoted. Perhaps more relevant is that if. Prescott Cables hadn't have received those three points via a technicality, they would have finished third and Mersey Royal would have been promoted. Playing these teams and there was nothing to play for after you know after Christmas and that, because we were out the cups, 
But I said, and we had a little bit of a run, and I said to him, enjoy upsetting someone else's season. Mm. That's what I would have done. That's what That was the positive I wanted to take out of it. Let's go and beat these teams. I think they're going to get promoted because we still have to play NC Villa. We still have to play Prescott Cables. You know, so those were two teams that they were two games I was looking forward to. Yeah. To go, well, you might get promoted, but you're not fucking better than us. It's just we were just poor on certain occasions and we know when we were poor. We weren't a poor team. We just let ourselves down on certain games. And you could tell the games, you know, you walked away from them and thought, how the fuck did I just get beaten that? You don't get it, go into every game thinking that it's your last game and like you want to win every game. You shouldn't really be playing, should you? you shouldn't really. No, you should want to win. I want to win everything. Anything. Tiddly wings, you, you fucking name it. Taking that garden today, it wasn't going to beat me. I've done it. I've yeah. got blisters on my hands. If I ever like touch wood, doesn't happen. If I ever break my leg playing footy now, then that's it. I won't come back from that. Like that, I'll be done. I'm too old and all like that. So that's I go into every game as if it's my last ever game. Never too old, lad. I think on a positive though, I think this this group is a little bit more. Not not that it wasn't to the other sides, and it's not like a dig at Johnny because he hasn't much been there. But like, I think this is a bit more together. This group now. I, I can see that it's grown together now, like yeah, especially think, since like the nights out and stuff. Yeah, Everyone's yeah, a lot closer. Like, I think that like we can all like everyone has like it's on the group. Everyone takes a bit of banter as a laugh and all like that. When no one takes it to heart, and even on the like in the warm ups and stuff like that. I know I'm always the first one to mess about and stuff like that. And everyone has a laugh and stuff like that. Like and then a change and stuff. I think this is a bit more. Like, supposed to enjoy. That's what it's about. Yeah, that, that's it. I I love yeah. to get away from. Maybe you play out. a game. You're serious in the game, but you've got to enjoy yeah. the game. You can't. Yeah, exactly. Just turn up and you know just think, oh, it's just a game. Let's go and play for the. Sunday league team in the 10th division or something if you want to go and kick the ball yeah. we're trying to be we're only a small club but we're trying to be as professional as we can that's the way I look at it during this this lockdown period social media has been bound, well the WhatsApp keep on waking up every morning to WhatsApp and about 4,525 <laughs> messages to read um, <laughs> we've had uh, the Tyler Road Challenge which did everyone have a go at this that was here Johnny you didn't do it did you and Chris did you do it I don't admit you just missed my nap, but I wasn't going to start kicking off like Joey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yours, um, how do you think Midge fared in all of this, given the uh, the results of his toilet roll challenge, which <laughs> can, can be found on YouTube if you're, you're interested? Um, uh, well, uh, to be no, honest with you, Midge's toilet roll challenge went exactly as I thought it would. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought there might have been more damage around the living room when he could have <laughs> like, I moved all the cups. Every every fortnight, <laughs> for someone who every two Tuesdays cashes the pension, you've done really, really well for that meeting. I mean, I get <laughs> we also had a, a Grand National Connor, which uh, you you very kindly organised. Who won it in the end? Um, Joey Aspinall. That was Joey Aspinall. Did I come second? Well, it should have been me, but my horse fell in the last fence. I've <laughs> yeah, seen that. It was brilliant. I'm laughing me. I don't want to see that. Thank you. <laughs> uh, what, else, what else have we been up to? There's a couple of quizzes and things, some some trivia out there. Uh, oh, yeah, the pub quiz, which you organised, Chris. Um, yeah. I think, who, who won that one? It was Danny Mull, was it? Danny Mull. Yeah, Danny Mull has come first, um, and then Pez comes second. And Johnny, did you come third? No, I came I- third. <laughs> Oh, you t- sorry, sorry. Uh, I, I was in the playoff. I didn't even get double figures. It was a good wow. quiz, that. It was good. It but was good that's, that's a shout, yours, for the little money raiser for the church. Everyone put a fiver in. Mm-hmm. Get everyone together next Friday. Well, put it this way. I bet you could name everyone who's going to be on it. <laughs> I know, yeah. Just it'd give everyone a week. Well, I've done a quiz. Tell you, I'll tell you the only problem with all these money-making schemes, and Midge knows the pain, it's after each and every one, it's trying to find who's paid what and when into the bank because yeah. people can't follow simple instructions. Chris mentioned before about just putting well, yes or no on a WhatsApp text. Uh, putting money into a bank and put, tagging it with your name and what it's for, there's not many lads who can do that, I'll tell you. <laughs> it's an absolute nightmare. It's a minefield <laughs> trying to work out what it's for. So what's your quiz yeah. about, Con? Um, so I did one last night. School kids. Yeah. <laughs> it's intense, this Zoom. I was on here till 2 o'clock last night drinking. Um, it's a bit like of a... It's more like general knowledge, but it's not like football-y. 
got like uh, blankety blank. Remember that game? Yeah. That. Um, <laughs> music rounds, um, stuff like that. So I, I've got one ready to go if you want to, I can do it. I no think problem. we're up for that, aren't we, next Friday? Check out award-winning Johnson & Boone Solicitor's unique product, Legal Guard. Ideal for businesses and individuals, Legal Guard ensures you get the legal help you need when you need it. Packages start from just £24 a month and include free expert advice, access to a library of legal documents, as well as exclusive discounts on a range of services. For more information, visit johnsonandboon.co.uk forward slash legal guard and quote the code FEDCHESH. In preparation for this, I did a little, I've done a, a, a small quiz for us to do uh, about the season that's just gone on. Feel free not to write these down. If, if somebody thinks that they know, stick your hand up and we'll, I'll take your answers. Uh, right, so uh, the first question is, who scored his first goal for the club this season, despite it not being his first season? Chrissy Crooks. I don't believe it because I weren't there. No, I never scored my first goal this season. I've scored a few. It was not Chrissy. Anyone else? Oh. When have you scored, Chrissy? In Canada. On a tap in the last game, wasn't it? <laughs> what was the question again? <laughs> who scored Who scored his first goal for the club this season, despite it not being his first season? So this isn't the first season he's played for the Chesh, but it is the first season where he scored. That's got me there. Um, Whitey. <laughs> now, he... he, he actually, Toddy, thank you very much, Chris. Well ah, done, mate. Yeah, it was Toddy ah, with his yes. um, his floated pass, which caught the wind and lobbed the keeper yeah, yeah, yeah. against. Oh, I think it was against. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was it against. Now let's have a look. Uh, it was against Raynell Town oh, at home in the four-one win. Bless him. He came up to me after the game. He said, "Oh, did you get that?" I said, "No, I, I think I deleted it by accident." <laughs> He's mortified, bless him. <laughs> uh, right, question number two. Who finished this season's top scorer and how many goals? Dude, 11. And, and Andy Dickel, 11. Dude, 11. Uh, no, Andy Dickel, 9. Okay, so we've got Andy Dickel, 9. We've got Dude, 11. Midge, yours, Con? I go. It must be Dude. How many? Andy Dickel's up there, and he? Uh, Dude, 10. I think Dickel got six. Did dude score a hat trick one game? He did, didn't he? Did yeah, he scored four. Yeah, dude. Dude, yeah, so, that, dude so is that a final answer? We got dude, going yeah. for dude. Yeah, it was. It was dude. He finished top scorer with eleven goals, and he did. He got four goals in the game against uh, Pulton Royal, which we won six three. Uh, well, the closest, the closest to the winning run for them was me. Uh, I think Chris actually got it bang on. <laughs> But you're, <laughs> but, but you're the boss, so we'll go with you, yours. You got that one. Uh, for the bonus point, for the bonus point, uh, can you name the people who came second and third and how many goals they got? Nickel got six and Leon four. Ooh. So one of those answers is correct. I know Nickel got six. Um, Silver. Silver got a few. No, he keeps missing. <laughs> <laughs> He's got That's it. Jaska, how many to Jaska? Yeah, are you asking yeah. me the question, or are you 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 you're thinking out loud? We'll go for Dicko and Yaz in that order. Yeah, oh. Yaz five. Okay, no I'm gonna go for eleven, dude, Dicko six, and Muller's four. Okay, Yaz, you get final Leon. shout. Dicko with I'll go with Dicko six because that seems to be a good one, and Leon with five. Okay, well Andy Dicko did get six. But he came third. Leon actually came second. He got seven goals. So, uh, right. Question number four. There are four players who only made one appearance for us this season. Name two of them. Um, one of them's Johnny Dunn, isn't it? <laughs> no, he was in more of than all one. the clean he... sheets I kept you. I know one. Mark. Mark. <laughs> oh, that's what I was going to say. Mark. Mark Johnson. Good job, Gav. Joey Aspin. Joey, Joey Aspin didn't play for us this season. Uh, the answer was Ross McAllister, Stevie Wynn, Gavin Lau, and Tom Ward. 
So Mark, jo- Mark Johnson, yeah. Mark Johnson yeah. made two substitute appearances. One on the first day of the season against Poulton Royal, and then the second one was uh, ooh, I can't remember which it was now. I think it was Poulton Royal six three <laughs> at home. Uh, right, yeah. uh, last yeah, right. last season we received twenty nine yellow cards and four red cards. <laughs> <laughs> how, <laughs> how many? How many did we receive this season? We didn't get any red cards, did we? No, yeah, we got oh, we Pairs got sent off. Yeah, yeah two red, two has got the reds and Jamie. Two red and fifteen yellow. Two red and fifteen yellow. Have we got any advances on that? Dude's got to have been sent off this season. No. <laughs> I, I can I can say I can say dude hasn't been sent no, off this no. season. But, well, Natty got sent off and Pez got sent off. So there's two at least. Jamie's been booked all the time. Fucking been a magician and a kid's bad. Like, <laughs> I'm going to say thirty yellow cards and two reds. Okay, uh, JD. Twenty-five yellows and three reds. And yours. Final say. No, I think it's about two reds and seventeen yellows. Well, I think it's less. I think it's about ten yellows. I don't think we've been that bad. Okay, are you ready for the answer then? You're going to be quite shocked by this. We received two reds this year. It was Dylan and Pez, and five yellow cards. <laughs> the yellow cards were uh, Murgy on the first day of the season. Uh, Dylan. Sammy Dicko has got two. Uh, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> you missed more games than me. Dylan got himself a yellow card, and Jay Hughes only had Jay. Jay Hughes only had one yellow card this season, along with Toddy and Yaz, and that was in the Asheville game. So that's, that's quite impressive. Goal, that yeah. that's brilliant. Five yellows, five yellows, and two play. reds. That's got to be fair play award. We did win it in December. But I don't know whether we'll win it for the season. Probably not because we keep on moaning them about stuff. Calculator times it by something on an average and I'll buy something I've just I've just realised my follow up question was for a bonus point, name the play with the worst disciplinary record this season. Dylan. Dylan, yeah. it was for the second season in a run. Last season he, get, uh, he gets their mouth doesn't he? Like the way it's yeah, it, it was definitely an improvement on last season. Last season, he got six yellows, uh, so it's his one yellow and one red is definitely an improvement. But uh, to be fair, he, did, he didn't mark his man this year, so let's put out on a few yellows. <laughs> <laughs> right, ne- next question. You put a picture up, Mark, where he's <laughs> sideways in the air, and you're like, if you're standing next to your man, you don't have to do that. Fucking... <laughs> uh, next question: Name the play with the most outfield appearances this season. Ooh, Danny Chris, Mo. Chris, 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 is that every week? Chris or Danny? I don't think Danny Mole's missed a game. Dan Mull, Midge. Um, Dan, no, Dan Mull lost, missed a couple, didn't he? Um, outfield player. Uh, it could be Chris, but he did have a few little weekends away with his, his kids. Um, final answer, I'll go for Chris. Gaffer, Gaffer, what's your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I think I can only remember Chris leave, uh, missing two games from memory. I thought it was only one. Might be only one, mate, yeah. Might have been missing another game. You were missing that mostly, Hill. Well, uh, I was just playing down the hill. Yeah, well, couldn't see you. Well. <laughs> the answer, the answer is Andy Dicko. Andy Dicko made fifteen appearances and three sub appearances. Chrissy made fifteen appearances. So uh, Andy Dicko's just snuffed it out slightly. Um, the, the only other person who made as many appearances was Whitey, uh, who was in goal. How many games have there been overall? Just don't know how many I missed. Um, 17. 17. Plus cups. Plus cup games. Oh, yeah, cup games. Right, next question. Um, who has been voted man of the match most times this season? And how many Whitey. times? Whitey got it four times. Danny really? Mull. Danny Mull, the people's champion, Danny Mull. <laughs> it's Whitey, honest to God, it's Whitey. JD? There seems to be a leaning towards Whitey or Danny Mull. 
my heart wanted to be Danny Moe because he's my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Moe, Danny Moe, Danny Moe. <laughs> what about you, Yaz? I'm Who's your favourite? Danny Moore. This is my favourite. Danny Moore had the most fun of the matches. It wasn't. It was Whitey with three. Oh, uh, yeah. Danny. Danny. No more. Danny. No, no more. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> Danger. Danny, Danny Mull got two, as did Dude and uh, Connor. Connor came with 12 seconds with that one. Uh, right. You four games, didn't you, Con? <laughs> <laughs> Before he, he spectacularly pulled his his groin, kick, trying to what did you do? Kicking Danny 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 Ince's head was it? Uh, I think I might have tweaked it. Danny, I tried score from the off. Remember that ref? He kicked off and the uh, keeper wasn't on. I tried shoot from the halfway line. It went about ten yards and pulled me groin. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what the last set of photos were from. What game? Come, but yeah. every photo you you make it look easy standing on your heels and bossing the game. Honestly, every photo you, you look so still. <laughs> it's because it's he doesn't move much. I can get some good shots of Connor. He doesn't move that, that fast. Slow pace. <laughs> I, can to- I can toast to that. <laughs> uh, right. Three yards in your head. <laughs> next, next, next question. Which was our highest scoring game this year? And do you remember the score? Both teams. Five four. Five four. Was yeah. it? Yeah. Six four. Bank. Six seven. We put we beat him six, six five, wasn't it? Yeah, six five against South Sefton, wasn't it? It was South indeed. Sefton. Yeah, that w- that was the answer. It was six five against South Sefton. Dylan, <coughs> uh, Danny Ince, Mike Brennan, Yaz, and Leon got two. I wouldn't concede that many goals, man. I don't think. I don't think. I don't, I don't think my nerves have recovered more from that game. Class, the more and more confident about yourself you're getting. <laughs> By the time he's finished that bottle, he'll be staking a claim for the. Uh, was it the Ireland team now, or are you are you staying for the England team? Gaelic. No, I've always I've always been Gaelic at heart. <laughs> Do you know what it suits me? Because you can catch the ball and you can kick it very far. <laughs> <laughs> Um, right, final question. How many times have we been beaten this season by teams who got promoted? No. Is the right answer. Very good. Yeah. Uh, right, so I actually think you did all right there. The final one was uh, we've been running a competition this season, which was we called first round, and the, uh, the, the rules were that whichever was the last player to have received a booking or a sending off, at by the first round at the end of season awards do and obviously as every game went by and somebody else got booked they took up that poison chalice uh, do you want to have a guess at who it was who finished oh, up was it Perry was it Perry like 90th minute yeah you won the I'm playing on for that one it was indeed in the Asheville yeah, game we actually got three yellow cards so uh, it was going to be Jay Hughes, Toddy and Yaz who were looking to be carrying that beautiful little baton with them. Pez, however, managed to get himself sent off in the, was it, 91st plus stoppage time uh, yeah. and is therefore is therefore the winner of the first round competition. So... No, I think, I, think, I think that's null and void, Mark. It's okay. <laughs> is that an, that's an executive decision. Start oh. again next year. No. <laughs> If that was your stepson, Jamie, you would have made them pay for it, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Here's what else you can find on the Perth station. The agenda. I could get a bit cross in this. You do not hear about healthy medics, nurses and doctors dying of influenza. This is killing our colleagues. The Pick Hard Talk. One thing I didn't need to see was 25 versions of Girati's face on screen. <laughs> Just 200 faces of Girati's big cheeky face crying across the universe. Go fish. Don't get dragged down by all of the news. Your business will survive. Do the planning. Put yourself out there on social media. Make contact with people. Build relationships. And things will be okay. Check out all our shows exclusively on thepodstation.co.uk. 
I think that's about it, really. Has, has anyone got anything else they want to uh, bring up about the season or any thoughts they have generally about the footy? I think, I think there's been a couple of good players who've joined us this year. Oh, Tom, Tom, yeah. He's, he's, he's impressed me a lot and he's been a really good addition. He's his on the sleeve. That's the, but he's better out than in. Hmm. Yeah, but like he, when he comes on the pitch, he's noticeable. Like he is fast, isn't he? I think his pace frightens people. Mm-hmm. Like, like himself, fast goalie. Got a strange thing with his socks, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, I told him off a, a few weeks ago. <laughs> he, he had to ch- make a change because he kept on doing this weird thing with his socks, and he wears like socks over his socks, but yeah. they're like sports socks, aren't they? And I, I told him to stop doing that because it's driving me insane. Yeah. Um, well, what we've got to stop them too because dude does it as well. Cuts different socks off, and and the other ones, Pez cutting the fucking nets out of them all the time. <laughs> Yeah. To be fair, he's got a big ass. Well, if he just makes sure he has the one pair, because when someone else takes them, he just cuts them again. Yours, have you got any final thoughts about just the just the season generally, really? Um, yeah, I've, I'm really positive. I think we ended the season on a positive note. There's, there has been some really good lads who've come into the squad, and hopefully, as they get more comfortable into a pre-season, which hope to God we can start. Um, once they've got all this under control, um, I think they should come out of the shell a little bit and maybe challenge. And then, you know, the other lads who've been around the team and the squad for a while who aren't applying themselves and getting themselves fit, then they'll have to ask themselves a few questions. Won't be simple as that. But I'm looking forward to next year, you know, next season rather. I'm, uh, I think we've got a good group. I think there's more harmony in the group and um, long may continue. And what I was going to say was, can we start working on pre-season friendlies, please, lads, just in case, just to get our eggs in the row? Uh, so I guess it's a shout-out if there's any grassroots teams of West Cheshire League and above who are looking for a friendly, give us a shout. It's uh, info at cheshirelinesfc.co.uk. Um, check us out on there. Or you can direct message us on social media or on Instagram. Oh, Belfast or Dublin. You Jamie Stewart said he'd get us one in Belfast and he wanted one. He's not even. A, I'm, a, I'm more Irish than him. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as all this gets announced, pre-season two, we'll look at the flights for Dublin. Have a little week, little team bonding. Yeah, Chris well, can be in that. charge of organising that because he's done such a splendid job with the quiz and the uh, the Chris Christmas night yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Hey, do you know what, lads? There's um, there's an even bigger one out there if we wanted it, wasn't it? Dubai away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Gracie, Gracie could pay for us all on the wages he's on, couldn't he? <laughs> Did you see he copped out of doing the toilet roll challenge, though? Yeah, he just oh, kicked up a balcony and drop it. When he's, when, he's in Dubai, when he's in Dubai, he's full of skills, but when when the people who know what he's really like on the ball ask him to send us a video uh, showing off these <laughs> skills, it's like, a, it's like a wall of silence. Dylan's got more control over his trap during the game than Gracie's got with anything by his feet. <laughs> ah, well, to be fair, did you see Dylan's garden today? You can see that's oh. why he doesn't try and fucking pass it along the deck. Fucking like a fucking hill. Well, like left ear cut it. All right, guys. Well, um, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, it's been good to have a, a catch up with you all. If you want to check out all the other shows, you can find them on our mobile app. It's Cheshire Lines FC. If you go onto either Android or Apple stores, you can download the app for free. Uh, check us out on social media as well, or you can go to the podstation.co.uk where you'll find links to all of the podcast platforms where you can get this show on. It's on Apple, Google, Spotify. So it's all on the major ones. Um, Thank you very much for joining us, guys. Stay safe, stay out of trouble, and we'll catch you next time. See you, boys. Get social at Cheshire Lines FC on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Support the station by visiting patreon.com forward slash the pod station. Falling way down, hoping for
pray Love is some kind of merciful On your way down Hey you, we don't have to do what you say Please don't compromise Hey you, you don't have to do what you say With your deep down dirty lies Deep down, dirty life.